today's Let's Talk is called Godly Characteristics. What are some characteristics that God looks for in a person who claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Is God looking for successful politicians or businessmen, teachers or doctors or construction workers? None of these occupations are singled out by God as being exactly what He's looking for in us. God is not looking for the jobs that we do, but the heart. People in the Bible run the gamut from humble, humble people, such as Amos, the humble minor prophet, or Rahab, the prostitute who hid the Jews in Jericho, to Joseph of Arimathea, who was wealthy, to Nicodemus, who was a ruler of the Jews, or Matthew, who was a dreaded tax collector. What made these people different? Let's go to the book of Nehemiah for an example of the type of people God is looking for. The background to the story of Nehemiah is that the Jews were exiled in Babylon in 586 BC and were given permission 70 years later to send leaders from Babylon back to Jerusalem to reestablish the temple ritual. There was a need for more leaders beyond Nehemiah, Ezra, and Zerubbabel. Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 2 says, "Then this is Nehemiah speaking, it says, Then I put my brother Hanani in charge of Jerusalem along with Hananiah, commander of the fortress, because he was a faithful man who feared God more than, more than the most. Hanani was a faithful man. He was faithful to God, and I assume he was faithful to his brother Nehemiah. Now, this was not third-world nepotism, where you put, on, put a relative in position regardless of their lack of training, experience, or education, but putting the right man who has the right character in charge of the work. Here's a few sayings about one's character. Number one, some men succeed by what they know, some by what they do, but few succeed by what they are. Hanani was a faithful man. Number two, men of genius are admired, men of wealth are envied, but men of power are feared, but only men of character are trusted. Nehemiah knew his brother and he trusted him that he, got, that he put him in charge of part of the building program. Number three, two great chests of character are wealth and power. Hanani had passed both of these two tests. The late Tom Landry, coach of the Dallas Cowboys, said, I've seen different character. I've seen the difference character makes in individual football players. Give me a choice between an outstanding athlete with poor character and a lesser athlete of good character. I will choose the second one every time. The athlete with good character will often perform to his fullest potential and be a successful football player while the outstanding athlete with poor character will usually play, fail to play up to his potential and often won't even achieve average performance. Character counts. It's hard to gain and easy to lose. An African proverb says, Character is like milk. Once it's poured out on the ground, it's gone forever. Hanani was a man of character who, who was recognized by the Jewish community and leadership. God doesn't call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. Second, it is said that Hanani feared God more than most. Fearing God does not mean being afraid of Him, but means following the Lord and being in reverent awe of His holiness, to give Him complete reverence and to honor God as the God of great glory, majesty, purity, and power. Why should we fear God? The reasons for fearing God are found in different meanings of the word fear of the Lord. Although there are different types of fear, part of our respect and awe is in the knowledge of His wrath and power. It's all connected. Number one, we should be in awe of Him because He is because of his matchless power and the creator of all things and all people. Number two, in addition, the amazing power that he continues to exercise over creation, including humankind, is clause for, for fearing God. Number three, when we truly realize God's holiness, 
The normal response of the human spirit is to fear him. Number four, anyone who sees or experiences a manifestation of God's glory cannot help but be afraid. Number five, the continual blessings we receive from God, especially the forgiveness of our sins, should lead us to fear and love him. And number six, above all, the fact that the Lord is God of justice who will judge the entire human race should be reason enough to produce a godly fear. It is a sobering truth that God is constantly aware of our actions and motives, both good and bad, and that we will be held accountable for these actions, both now and on the day of personal judgment. How will fearing God affect our lives? The fear of the Lord is far more than a biblical, biblical teaching, principle, or idea. It is relevant to our daily lives in many ways. For example, first, if we truly fear the Lord, we will obey His commands, live accordingly to His word, and say no to sin. When we're sinning, we're not fearing. Second, according to the psalmist writer, fearing God is equal to his delighting in his commands and following the principles of his law. Third, Solomon in Proverbs chapter 16 says, Through the fear, fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. Ecclesiastes says the whole duty of the human race is summarized by two simple requirements. Fear God and keep his commandments. Hanani feared God. This course doesn't mean he was afraid of God, but that he respected him and wanted to follow him closely. Oswald Chambers says, The remarkable thing about fearing the Lord is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. The fear of God is the greatest antidote against the fear of man. Another writer said, We fear men so much because we fear God so little. Conclusion, fear God and prosper. You honor God when you fear him. Amen. Father, thank you for this principle of fearing you. Lord, we're not afraid of you. We love you, and we pray that we will respond to your character. And, and live our lives accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen.